0: Hey there, and welcome to the Enrollify podcast. Each week, the Enrollify podcast equips you with insights into how the latest trends in marketing and technology are affecting today's enrollment marketers. Every episode is designed to inspire new creative ideas for how to optimize the resources you do have to generate the results that you need. I'm your host, Zach Weasy-Cruz. Welcome to the show. Hey everybody, Zach here. So, the Enrollify team and I have been super hard at work over the last couple of months on some big new projects. I can't wait to tell you all about all of them. Unfortunately, I can't do that today, but I am pumped to share one of the big ones with you all today. I'm thrilled to announce that Jenny Lee Fowler, who is the director of social media strategy at MIT and author of a brand new book called Organic Social Media, will be joining Rollify as host of season two of our podcast, Confessions of a Higher Ed Social Media Manager. Jenny has spent her entire career working in social and is currently in charge of developing and executing institutional-wide social media initiatives for more than 200 departments, labs, and centers at MIT. She also manages MIT's flagship Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn accounts. Prior to MIT, she served as social media manager and web editor for the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. Jenny is a recurring correspondent for HubSpot's Inbound and a recognized voice across the social media marketing space. In this new season, Jenny covers the do's, the don'ts, and dynamics of the complex, challenging, and changing social media ecosystem. Together with other higher ed social media managers and strategists that she'll bring on the podcast, she'll analyze the successes and failures of those in the higher education social space, what went right, what went wrong, and what are the lessons to be learned. You can also expect novel and actionable steps so you can push past the pitfalls that others have faced. No matter if you're a team of 20 or a team of one, you're bound to find something of value in this podcast. I'm thrilled, folks, to share a 10-minute excerpt of episode one of season two with you right now But I want you to click the link in the show notes below and be sure to subscribe to the Confessions of a Higher Ed Social Media Manager so that you can be notified when the full episode one of season two releases on Thursday, January 25th. All right, folks, enjoy this sneak preview of episode one of season two of Confessions of a Higher Ed Social Media Manager.
1: I am super excited to have Kellen Manning here with me today. Kellen currently works as the Director of Digital Public Relations for the Office of Strategic Communications at Penn State University, where he oversees the long-term strategy of the flagship Penn State social media accounts and the social media team. And in the past, he has worked at Boston University, MIT, and Harvard in digital and social media roles across alumni relations, student life, admissions, and undergraduate communications. Kellen! Welcome. Hello.
2: Glad to be here.
1: Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I think it's just fitting that you are my first guest on Confessions of a Higher Ed Social Media Manager because I feel like you were there at the start of my journey at MIT.
2: Yeah, you were just like a voice on a phone call, random phone call asking a job you're applying for.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I was like, I think I'm going to apply for this job. Can you tell me more? And you are always super welcoming and super supportive. And I'm um, a real fan of how you go about managing teams. So let's start off with how you got into social media. Did, did it find you or did you find it?
2: Uh, I think technically, it's a little bit of both. It was completely accidental. I remember uh, 2009, I was looking for what could be my final project in grad school? I had no idea. And at the time, Twitter was just becoming like a thing. Most of the tweets at the time were like everyone teaching people how to use Twitter. It was Ashton Kutcher and like Alyssa Milano, or, like giving advice in Love. It was crazy. And then Facebook was really big. And then there were a few other ones like Tumblr was still just around the corner. But I was like, oh, OK, what if I... Decide to call a bunch of municipalities around the country and ask them how they're using social media and if they have a strategy and then build a report based off how people are doing it. Let's see what that is. And in the meantime, I was going to, I went to work for the municipality I lived in to like be like their digital person as like an unpaid intern for like the length of my semester. And so I end up calling people in North Carolina, Colorado, like all around the country. asking like, how are you using Facebook? How are you using social? What are your thoughts on it? And I just picking up a bunch of things. And I put together this social media report in like 2009 about like how I thought that Cranberry Township, which is the place I worked and how they should be utilizing social media, like the the tips that I picked up from other schools, like what I think works. And then I just did that. And then flash forward, I'm looking for a job afterwards in Boston University calls me and they asked me if I have any experience. And I said, well, nothing like actual but i did do this whole project that i can send you (laughs) and from there i got hired as a temp to be like their communications coordinator for the alumni association where i was in charge of like their social media their email marketing program as well as their website content that's weird in 2011 you could be in charge of all that as just a a temp (laughs) 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 it's crazy to think of it now like (laughs) but back then that was very easily what you could be and then that's kind of how i just fell into it and then from there it's just kind of just building on
1: you did a fantastic job, apparently, and uh, but yes, like I feel like these strategies have become and these tools have become more sophisticated and how we use them. So yes, we do not condone interns to t- taking <laughs> taking charge of all of that, right?
2: It's funny because like I talk to like students when I get brought into classes or just like having conversations with people. And I'm like, between being a temp in 2011 and a director in 2024, I'm not doing anything differently because I was completely in charge of everything. No one even asked me what I was doing on Instagram in 2012 or Tumblr or Facebook. And I was just like learning and like failing and like, making mistakes and then learning from those mistakes and building out what I thought made sense. And now today, it's the only difference is I'm telling other people to do it based on things I learned when I was not even a real employee.
1: So one thing I think that you do really uniquely, or maybe you were one of the first adopters was you used social listening and monitoring to recruit creators. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, because like I said, when you're a temp that grew into a full-time position, but you're, you're in charge of all these things, I didn't have a team of people I could kind of go to. So I had to figure out how can I get help? Especially Boston University. I didn't go to Boston University for the job. That was the first time i ever been to Boston It was when I got hired for that. So it's like, I have to learn the culture. I have to do things to connect with alumni that bring in those memories. So I just started looking around and like asking the students who were interns in other groups around me and asking them questions in terms of trying to find content. And as I went further into other jobs, whether it be MIT or Harvard, I started paying attention to what our audience was posting, whether it was be alumni, students, faculty, and staff. And, and then I started realizing people were doing some really cool things that are highlighting the school we work for. So what's stopping me from just like reaching out to them directly, like looking for their email or sending them a DM and inviting them to come talk to me? So I can learn more and then potentially work with them. And so I started kind of going forward with that. And and it kind of took off from there. And a lot of really cool things to where like community engagement, community collaboration and user generated content kind of been, became my staple that I kind of taken from that really started at MIT when I started doing every week a student takes over or I started reaching out directly to people I thought were doing interesting things and saying, can I have this to use here or can you do something similar for me? And now at Penn State, I have this team of people to where I'm directing them to do it, to where it's like we're reaching out, whether we see someone doing something interesting on TikTok, it just, it's not just a repost. It's like, oh, they're doing something really cool. We could repost it, but why don't we just find their email address or just reach out to them directly on this platform and talk to them about it and see what we can kind of do in collaboration here.
1: Okay, I, I, let's unpack that a little bit. So at MIT, you are reaching out to students, right? A lot of them were students?
2: Yeah, all of them were students.
1: Okay. And so when you say, I liked this, was it an image? Was it a video?
2: It depends on the person. Like sometimes it could be like, I think this person is really funny. And I think the content they're posting, or whether it, at the time, especially at the beginning of my team, it could be Tumblr. They're writing really cool things, or they're taking really great pictures, or they're utilizing the platform in a way I haven't seen. But I like, that could work for us too. So it started off with just me reaching out to ask them questions. Like, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. What do you get out of this? How do you feel like the reaction is? And then once I get a feel for them and I'm like, oh, I'd really like to work with this person. I get a good vibe from them. I bring up, well, would you want to do this? But for me, for a project I have in mind, and we kind of go from there.
1: I love that. And, and and the response that you got was always positive.
2: Yeah, so yes. And that was I think that was the biggest lesson that like I had to, because when I came into, especially MIT, and I worked in their student life department to run their social media, they really didn't have a social presence at the time. I had to build that from scratch. And a lot of time, what it was is letting people know that student life existed at MIT, because that was a new concept back in 2013, 14, when I worked there, because they were like, what is student life? What do you, <laughs> what do, you do? And then... And then there was also this uh, idea of from people where it's like, well, MIT students don't really use social media that way. So you're not really going to be able to connect with them or or engage with them. And so I just kind of said that I'm going to prove that wrong. I started reaching out to them.
1: And they you did.
2: <laughs> yeah. And what I found was like they at no point would anyone say no to me. Like a lot of them were like really excited just for the opportunity to represent uh, your institution, especially if you lead it with. I think what you're doing is awesome. I don't want you to change Anything about it except just don't swear, don't do anything to get me fired, don't do anything to get you in trouble. But who you are, like these things that you're posting, this is what I like. And I give them examples. I'm like, I saw you did this. I love this. And the only thing I ask if you're going to work with us is just be yourself. Don't think about, like, I bet they want me to sound this way because I don't feel like that's what connects people. Like, that's like brochure strategy from like the 90s and
1: 80s. It's not authentic, right? We want to hear like the authentic voice of the students and the character.
2: Exactly. And from there, I've learned for the most part, 90%, 95% of the people you reach out to are more than willing to help you, especially if you let them know that you're reaching out because you like what they're doing.
0: Hey, friends, hope you enjoyed this sneak preview of episode one of season two of Confessions of a Higher Ed Social Media Manager. Before you move on with the rest of your day, I'd love it if you could quickly click the link in the show notes below and be sure to subscribe to Confessions of a Higher Ed Social Media Manager so that you can be notified when the full episode releases on Thursday, January 25th. Thanks, all. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Enrollify podcast. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows, too. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher-ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks, all designed to empower you to be a better higher-ed professional. Our shows help higher-ed marketers and admissions professionals find their next big idea and feature a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. You can learn from Jamie Hunt, Alison Tercio, Artis Cadu, Dave Kibboldz, Dustin Ramsdale, Terry Flannery, and so many other of your favorite leaders in higher-ed. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered CRM for higher education. Learn more about how to leverage technology to engage the next generation of students in the ways that they want to be engaged at element451.com.